You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. This world around us is full of darkness. All we see is darkness. And if you needed to hear it more, if you needed to hear more this week, I wanted you to see, look at this room. Look how dark it is. This is our world. This is the world we live in. There is nothing but darkness. But what does the Bible said? It says, your word is a lamp. It is a what? It is a lamp unto my feet. And a what? And a light into my path. God, this is darkness. If we try to walk in this world alone, it's hard for us to see. Now, there's a little bit of ambient light, so you can see around you. But if we try to walk in this world without God's word, we're going to stumble and fall. But his word is a what? Lamp unto my feet. Guys, y'all can get the lights back on. I told him, I said, don't turn the lights on until I say so. (laughs) It's going to ruin the illustration. Anyway, um, you know, as I was, it's funny, I was, I was sitting in my bed this week, typing up this sermon, and I'm sitting there writing about the darkness in the world as I watch the news reports of what's going on in Washington, D.C. Guys, if you, no matter what side of the aisle you find yourself on, we've got to understand, we're in bad shape. Now, it shouldn't be a surprise to us. If, if you read the back of this book, it tells us that the things are going to get worse before they get better, right? And so we should, be, we should welcome the worse, even though we know it's going to get better. But guys, there is so much mess going on in this world that we have to cling to the truth. We live in a society that tells us truth is relative. We live in a society that tells us, you, you live your truth. Your truth is what matters. That's garbage. If your truth is what matters, then there is no truth. But thy word is a lamp into my feet. And thy word is a light into my path. This is truth. Nothing else is. So if you have your Bibles, grab them. We're not going to throw it up on the screen today because thy word is a lamp to my feet and thy word is a light into my path. Not my word, thy word. And so you need to get out thy word, okay? If you don't have a Bible, you can look it up in your phone or we have the black hardback Bibles there in the chair in front of you. Uh, It is on page 480. We're going to be in Psalm one. Psalm 119, starting in verse 9, if you would like to follow along. So today, the title of my message is, What Must We Do With The Bible? And we talk about, thy word is the lamp into my feet, and thy word is the light into my path. I will hide its words in my heart that I might not, what? Sin against God. So what do we do with the Bible? Now, if you need a passage or a a passage to go read about the word of God, Psalm 119 is your place. It talks about all about. So I've got just one little passage, but I believe, I could be wrong. I didn't look this up, but I believe 119 is, Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible. 
Yeah, okay. That's, that's what I remembered, but I was just checking. Uh, so we must do what the Bible says. So let's read Psalm 119, starting in verse 9. It says, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commands. With your whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commands. Number one. Seek to follow and understand his commands. Seek to follow and understand his commands. Guys, we have to work to seek out the truths of God. We must seek to understand it. Guys, God is not just looking for blind faith from us. He's not just looking to say, why should I believe in God? Because he said so. We don't serve a because he said so God, all right? God is in the business of proving it to you. He's in the business of showing you his truths. He's not in the business of do this just because I said so. Now, now kids, I'm here to tell you, if you want to live long on this earth, just because I said so is okay to your parents, all right? But it's not okay to God. Because your parents are not perfect, God is. But it's not a good time to tell them when they're disciplining you that your parents are not perfect if you want to live long in the land which the Lord has given you, right? Okay? So let's get that clear, clear and present up front. Because one of my favorite classes, and I know, I know this wasn't one of Pastor Grant's favorite classes, but one of my favorite classes was hermeneutics. Uh, you love that one. <laughs> I loved hermeneutics. I loved hermeneutics because it taught me how to study the scripture. My, my professor, Dr. Wolf, came in the first day of class and he didn't say a word. He was, he was one of those dramatic, you know, just really hardline professors. He, he didn't even bring in notes to teach in class. That's how good he was. He just brought his Bible. That's all he needed. And he walked in and he, he wrote three words on the, on the board, the whiteboard the first day. He wrote context context, context. And he said, if you can understand that, you'll pass this class. I'm like, look, Google, what does context mean? <laughs> but, but guys, here's what we got to understand. Reading your Bible does you no good if you do not seek to dig in deeper to the truths that God wishes to reveal to you. Just simply reading the Bible does you no good if you don't dig down deep into the spiritual truths in which God wishes to tell you. Now, ladies, you completely understand this. Us guys, what do you want for dinner? I don't care. What we really mean is we don't care. We literally mean we don't care, okay? Now, if I ask my wife, babe, what do you want for dinner? I don't care. She cares. She just wants me to guess and pick the right thing, right? <laughs> She goes, I don't care. Sushi it is. No, I don't want to do so. Well, then you care. You care. And that's, that's one thing I've, I've, I've understood about being married. You know, there is deeper context to what the ladies say to us. Are you okay, babe? I'm fine. But is she really? I don't know. <laughs> what do you want me to do today? I just want you to lay on the couch and do nothing. I feel like this is a trap. I don't, I don't know what to do. It is a trap. <laughs> Thanks, Patty. <laughs> I figured that out now, almost 12 years in. Uh, but, but guys, God wants you to understand. 
He wants you to dig down deep and understand what you're reading. Because a lot of times, people, people like to bring out the, judge not lest you be judged. It's like, well, I mean, is, is that really what that means? It means that God is going to judge you based upon how you judge other people. So it's really God speaking to you, not you speaking to other people. Or, or I could do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Oh yeah, you want to go to jail? Okay, because that's what Paul's talking about. He wants to, you want to go to jail and face death? Oh, oh yeah, seems like something you should put on the, the, the little black things on your, on your face before you put your football helmet, huh? You want to go to jail, right? Okay, yeah. And so we take these things out of context. We don't understand truly what the scripture means. So guys, you have to dig down deep into the truths of God and understand all that it is saying to you. So let's keep Psalm 119, 11. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. The second thing you have to do with God's word is you have to memorize it. If you store up something, you are keeping it in your heart. In order to keep God's word in your heart, you have to memorize God's word. Memorizing the word of God is one of the greatest endeavors that you can take in your life. Now, guys, I studied, I, I did a lot of Bible memorization. I, I grew up in the, in the Baptist church. And, and one of the things I love about the Baptist church is they are, they are sticklers about memorizing the word of God. But the problem is I memorized everything in NIV. <laughs> and, so, and so now that I've switched to ESV in my preaching, I'm sitting there reading it and my memorization is going, that's not what it's supposed to say. <laughs> and it messes me up, right? My brain's like, does not compute, does not compute. <laughs> You've all been there. You've all been there. No, you haven't? Okay, good. Well, I'm glad I'm, glad I'm the only one, but... Guys, we must hide God's word in our hearts because they may take the copy that you have one day, but they can never take away his word from your heart. Guys, I know that the conversation is over and over and over about civil liberties this, civil liberties that, blah, 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 blah. There's countries where there's, there's people that have whole books of the Bible memorized because they have no other option. Now, I hope in the United States of America, we don't get to that, but they can take this paper copy away from you, but they can never take away what you have hidden in your heart. No one can ever or will ever take that away from you. Guys, this, notice what it said. This, memorizing this is what keeps you away from sin. If we understand what this tells us, this keeps us away from sinning against God. I pause because it's quiet and I know you're thinking. So let's keep reading. Psalm 19 in verse 12. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips, I will declare all the rules of your mouth and all in the ways of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. Number three, you have to declare its truths. Okay, we have to, first, we have to seek to follow and understand. Second, we must memorize it. Third, we must declare its truth. God's word is meant to be taught and understood. 
There should be no teaching of the word without understanding. And so there is power in the gospel. And guys, there is power in your testimony. Do you understand that? There's power in what God has done in your life. You need to proclaim it. You are a walking gospel. You need to tell people how good the Lord is and what he has done for you. And it's selfish to keep it to yourself. Because don't you want everyone to understand the goodness of God? Then why keep it to yourself? It's like finding the hidden gem of the greatest restaurant we never knew existed and keeping it to ourselves, right? What's the hidden gem restaurant in Cleburne? Fly by night. Well, I'll give you that one. But in town. Morris Neal, is it good? I never had it. <laughs> is it good? Okay. All right. Any of you can come pick me up at the church for lunch and, and you can take me there. Sounds good. Um, but there's not a lot of hidden gyms in Cleaver. That's what I'm kidding at. <laughs> we, we get what we get, you know? But guys, we, have, we are called as followers of Christ to declare the truth. And the good of his testimony in our lives. Don't shy away from preaching the word. Now, listen, I've, I've said this before and I'll say it again. It says thy word is a sword. A sword is strategic. It cuts. Oftentimes, we as the church use it as a baseball bat. It's not a baseball bat. It's not meant for you to beat someone over the head until they blood force trauma beats them into submission. No, 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 no. God's word is a knife. It cuts strategically. It cuts away the fat in our lives and leaves us a lean, mean, fighting machine. Don't use it as a baseball bat. That's not what it's intended to do. So let's go on to the fourth point. Hey, I'm a real good preacher this week. Not only did I give you three points, I got you four this week, right? If it's about the word of God, you got to have four points, right? Can't just, can't just give you the, the average three. Verse 15. I will meditate on your precepts and I will fix my eyes on your way. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Number four, we are called to meditate on it. We are called to meditate on God's word. We must always end any time that we spend in the scriptures in a time of prayer and reflection. Because there's no sense reading the word of God if you do not ask God how it is supposed to change you. That's why at the end of church, we do an altar time, a time of reflection. It's not so that Pastor Mo can come up here and we go, oh, look how pretty uh, Pastor Mo is singing. You know, that's not what this is for. It's for you to go, okay, God, I just heard your word. Now we must reflect. So you may not all need prayer you may not always need something up here in the altar but what God is using this moment is we're taking five minutes before you leave now it's not it's not a moment on everybody's in there singing I must go to the bathroom no that's not what that's for it's a moment to stop and go God what are you trying to say to me I've taken the time I've gotten out of my house and in Texas there's white stuff falling from the ground, so we must instantly freak out, right? Okay, I've already had text. Are we going to cancel second service? No, not, no. I mean, we're here. We, we've got to do it, at least if nothing else to stream. Uh, but here's the thing. God has got you out of the house to be here for a reason. 
He has put a word in my heart. And, and trust me, guys, I take what I stand up here and declare to you, I take it very seriously. And I truly believe every week I am bringing you the fresh word of God that you need to hear this week. So at the end of it, you must meditate. And I guarantee you, everyone in this room can take something away from all of it. You know, one of the things that I always, always gripes me as a pastor, I have a lot of gripes as a pastor. You know, I'm kind of a complaining person, but you know, it's fine. Uh, God's still working on my heart. Is when we do a marriage series, I'll have people come up to me, ah, ah, I don't need that marriage series. I don't need, I'm not a parent. I don't need that stuff. Oh, really? So there's no one in your life that might be married or might have kids that you can speak life into there. There's nobody in your life that's like that. There's always something that can help you. Even if I did a series on being single and you're married, there's still something that can benefit you. You know why? Because thy word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Guys, sometimes this is not all about you. Oh, what? What are you saying? Sometimes you are learning things in here that God is calling you to use to minister to someone later in the week. This isn't always about you and your understanding. May we never get to a point that we think we have this all figured out that we can't walk into this room and learn something. If you'll notice every Sunday morning that I don't preach, I sit right here and take notes. You know why? It's not because I haven't looked at our staff's notes. It's not that I don't know what they're preaching. It's that I'm sitting there taking notes because I'm a student of the word. And God might want to say something to me. And I want to write it down because I want to remember it. Man, we never get to a point that we think that we are such a religious scholar that we can't meditate and reflect on the word of God. And if this doesn't stay on my ear, I'm going to murder someone today. And guys, I don't know where I was going with that, but you know, it was good. <laughs> ADD is a real thing, if you need to understand. But if you see in our world, our world is made up of, if I don't get my way, I want to throw a fit. The same is true in the church. If I don't get my way, I'm going to throw a fit. But guys... I got news for you. If we manipulated church for your comfort, no one would ever get saved. Because if we made church about church people, no one would ever get saved because they don't want to be like this. This is not, this is countercultural. Now I'm not saying manipulate the word of God to make them feel comfortable. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. The word is a sword. It cuts. But we can change our practices to get more people in here to get them saved. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for you and your life today? Number one, is reading the Bible a priority for you? Now, guys, I have a, a cool thing that I want us to do together. If you will go to, I, th I think it's on the app as well. Oh. Tina forgot to do that, but she'll do it for the second service. Um, I'll, I'll post on my, it won't update. Here's what I'll do. Okay. I will post a link right now. Well, after this service, cause I got to preach right now. Um, I will post it right after service. And here's what you do. I want you to click on this link and the next 30 days, we're going to read the Bible. 
Now, it's very short, okay? These are, these are very, this isn't an in-depth, long Bible study. But the point is, I want you to take these short scriptures and reflect, and I want you to comment along with me. It's in the YouVersion Bible app. If you don't have the YouVersion Bible app, encourage you to go download it. I'll post the link on Facebook later today. Uh, I'll even send it out. How about this? I'll send it out via the text after service today. That'll be a little bit better. Most everybody on the text, okay? Go, if you're not, text first timer to 97,000 and you'll get on the text, okay? 970000 and it'll text you and you'll be on the text stream, okay? I'll text the link after the service. All you gotta do is click on the link. Once you have the app, it'll put you in there. But I want you to read along with us. And my hope is that when you read along with Pastor Todd for 30 days, that eventually, eventually it becomes a habit and it's something that you do every day. Now, version limits 150 people. It limits a Bible reading plan to 150 people. I pray that we need more than one. I pray that there's so many of you that want to read your scripture and get back to the basics of reading the word of God that I have to make two reading plans. I don't mind commenting on two feeds. That doesn't bother me in the slightest. In fact, it would delight my heart in ways that you would never know before. Number two, do you need to start hiding God's word in your heart? Do you need to start memorizing the scripture? I think something, this is something that we've kind of lost in the church to this point. You know, it used to, when I was a kid, they had, they would have whole, whole things committed to memorizing the scripture. But now today, this is not something that we do. But I want to encourage you guys, maybe get on a plan that will help you memorize the scripture and dig down deep into the word of God. Number three, how is God asking you to respond to him today? Now, like I said, we're about to, uh, about to worship. God is saying something to you today. How will you respond to him? Now, I'm not going to have anybody up here to pray today because I don't want you to focus on the prayer. I want you to focus in on what the Lord is speaking to you today. Because I'm not saying prayer is not important. I can pray for you anytime. But what the Lord's speaking to you should take primary forefront in your life right now. And as we get back to the basics, I want to make it as basic as possible. Take these next three to five minutes and ask the Lord, Lord, what is it that you're speaking to me today? Because we believe in a, we believe in a God that is active, present, available. Jesus went to the cross to tear the veil for you. Why? So that you could hear the word of God, hear the, the, the mouth of God speak to you daily. And this is your moment. Let's pray. Jesus, speak to us. As Pastor Mo sings this song, Lord, I pray that you would help us to press in and respond to what you're asking us to respond to today. So many times, we rush out of here. We were going to rush out of here today to to make a snowman because we've never seen snow before in our lives. But today, Lord, help us to take a moment press into the goodness of you. Help us to take a moment and seek out your goodness. 
because your goodness is greater than all that we can experience. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and worship him. Ask the Lord what he's speaking to you.